0: And we 'll start lesson six on how to meditate, so the Puritans had um, they had two they would they would classify and i 'm looking at the Puritans because we have the most information about people who wrote a meditation on or from that era we don 't have it from lots of other eras, and what they said was very helpful and uh, very detailed so they they classified. Meditation as occurring in two different types. They would, they would say, uh, they wouldn't call it type one, but the first type was a regular and deliberate form of meditation. Uh, this type occurs when a believer in advance is planning an occasion to contemplate the things of God. So it's likely to arise during a set time of scheduled devotions. You could imagine that I'm going to get up this morning and I spend time reading my Bible and meditating. This is this is the umbrella they would put this under. So any of the content that we've been discussing uh, may be employed during this type. You're reading your Bible, you're thinking about things, as well as any day of the week. It could be a Sabbath day or just an ordinary day, a uh, day without any kind of special significance to it. All those things are fit for this occasion of meditation. But it's important to realize that it's planned, it's thought through, it's prepared for. Uh, so we want to give it time and make sure that we've removed other obstacles from it. But then they had a second type of occasion for meditation. They called it special meditation, short, extemporaneous, cursory. They had lots of different words to describe these opportunities for uh, unplanned, uh, serendipitous uh, occasions to be thinking about things. So this um, this type would occur, for instance, when a believer might be struck by an observation or a thought. Wow, I didn't think about that. Something happens. And you encounter a thought, it comes to you, and you take that, and you start thinking about it and trying to draw out what might be What might be behind it all so uh it's in a sense somewhat passive when it happens you're walking along happy as larry and then you're struck by these things and think "Hmm, that's interesting and you put effort into thinking it through the main idea is that it doesn't transpire on schedule you're not you're not there Uh, it wasn't planned at two o'clock on wednesday i'm going to have this random thought come into my head and i'm going to nurse it for a while it emerges as time, circumstances and whatever occasions there are uh, permit. And so this was an important part of meditation. We're going to look at how we nurse that and how we think about it in, in later lessons. But think about this as, as two large umbrellas. The the one that we can be standing under. The occasions to meditate might be the set times that are scheduled and then times that are not scheduled that, that come. And they, they take different forms. They Generally you can't you can't do one in the form of the other because of the efforts and practice, but that's okay. Uh, but they're both they're both considered meditation. They're both considered time to be together. And before we get into uh, breaking down these sections, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the timing of when we meditate. Uh, the Bible, uh, uh, the Bible, and the Puritans describe the importance of regular set times. For meditation. Uh, but it doesn't describe what time you should have your meditation. That's up to you to describe. So we see, for instance, Isaac, what was he doing? He was walking around out in the field at evening time, just out and about. Psalm 1 seems to be uh, meditation on, devotionally, God's word, on his law. He meditates day and night. He's he has twice a day or something. I don't know exactly what's communicated there, but uh, Psalm 77, six tells us, I will remember my song in the night. I will meditate with my heart. Somebody says at night, this is what I want to do. Uh, continually. Sometimes meditation is described in the Bible as happening continually. Sometimes it's when I sleep, when I awake. The point here is not that you think of nothing else in life, but that you have the ability to exercise the uh, your mind, or to um, exploit the opportunity to stop and to think about things that are important when those occasions, when those occasions present themselves. Proverb six tells us. Uh, Solomon says, "My son, keep your father's command. Do not forsake the law of your mother. Bind them continually upon your heart. Tie them around your neck. When you roam, they will lead you. When you." Sleep, they will keep you. When you awake, they will speak with you. Roam, sleep, awake, these things are are bound to us by stopping and thinking about what we've been instructed to do and how it fits together in life. So uh, don't fixate on what time is being prescribed for you for your regular, uh, deliberate times of meditation. Just know it's up to you. Everybody's got a different schedule. Some people like doing stuff in the morning, some people like doing stuff later doesn't matter. Do what works best for you. Uh, but find a time and try to make it work. You know, maybe if you can be regular on these days of the week at this time, but on these days you have to change schedules, fine. It's it's a set time. It's not necessarily the set time every day. It's a prescribed time. It's something you've thought through to say, this is going to work for my schedule. So uh, we're going to, well, we have five minutes left. I didn't realize that went faster than I thought. Um uh, there's probably, uh, no, we don't even have a hope of uh, moving to that. So uh, let's stop uh, the lesson here today and uh, we'll, we'll get to um, the steps we need to take. We'll, we'll, we'll continue lesson six on the preparatory steps for meditating, and then we'll look at how some of that content is encountered. But I am curious, what times have you found and how have those times changed in your life uh, to be useful for stopping what you're doing to think about God's word? What are, what are the times that have worked well for you and how have they changed over the years? If you don't do it right away, it gets away from you. Sure. Well, not just gets away from me, it's just like it doesn't. It's not fruitful. Yeah. What else? What other times have you guys found? I like to walk in the park after the frisbee gophers have gone away, so the evening when it gets dark. A little Isaac meditation. Yeah. Yeah, walking through there. That's an excellent point. Not only the uh, the time, but the location as well. That's 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 a good reminder. Yeah, it's interesting how engaging the body changes how the mind approaches the topic. So that idea of out for a walk—it's—it's, it's, uh, if I remember correctly, that form of the word meditate is uh, happox. It only occurs with that occasion of um, of Isaac and and it. It's got the deliberate connotation to it of walking around. So we looked at the other words about muttering as well and speaking and saying things over and over again. So engaging the body in different ways can help engage the mind. So, yeah, going for a walk, that's, that's excellent. What other times, occasions, or activities help promote your own Bible reading?
1: Walking or the dog. Um, now I find myself doing it more while I'm commuting to work. Because mm-hmm. it's not as there's nothing around me for
0: distraction. Yeah, it might be different if you were in bumper to bumper traffic for right. for an hour. Yeah, but uh, there's nothing on the road at that time of day. Yep. What else?
1: Or not, because I'm trying to answer your question. But yeah, I've heard both kind of morning and evening. And I'm similar to the, what Vicki said about the morning. Now, on boot, like before things really get going for the day, it's crucial then. But there's also a, in my life there's a substantial cycle, daily cycle of uh, I think somewhat embodied. But, Men, uh, both mental but maybe biological um, not just fatigue tiredness, but a state of mind sometimes uh, are very hard and challenging and so the use I guess maybe what I'm getting at is that the usefulness of the meditation or kind of the or at least the devotion or the uh, not the fruitfulness but kind of almost the purpose of it is somewhat different one time it might be kind of a, a good thing, kind of an encouragement, maybe even on heavy topics, and at the other time it might
0: just be survival. It might just be a matter of that That time is just to try to keep me, uh, keep my head above water. Sure. Yeah. There have been plenty of times I've sat down to do something in the evening, but my mind is so full of whatever is happening, I can't turn it off, and I'm, I know I'm not going to think productively about anything that I'm doing, and so... You know, even if the body is willing, that the mind is so occupied, it hasn't it hasn't slowed down enough to, to do it. I kind of
1: like the
0: word rhythm. You, know, you have a rhythm to your day, and you just find out where that will work. You have to, yeah. And the circumstances and the circumstances change. It can change within a week. You know, maybe I I can't do it at this time on this day, but uh, and it may change in life. You got small kids, and you can't do this, or maybe it's. Evenings, maybe it's lunch. You know, it's, it could be. It's up to up to you yourself to find out what works best for your schedule and to try many different things. To couple with what Jonathan was saying, I think I mentioned in I mentioned it recently. I don't remember what context, but when I was first converted, uh, I attended a prayer meeting and I discovered that I could walk and pray back and forth. I could pace not go for a walk I could pace and to this day I still think better if I can just be walking back and forth Uh, and so I don't know why that helped but it's not not Isaac walking about in the field but it is engaged in a different way and helps me to think through things so yeah any other thoughts about times occasions practices Cool. All right. Well, let's uh, call it a day.